Well, hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your sister in Christ, and truly your biggest fan, Georgia Brown, and I am pumped to hang out with you today alongside our friends, Chelsea and Nick Hurst. These two friends are passionate about our generation being marriage-minded. So let me ask you, friend, are you dating-minded? Maybe wanting a boyfriend or for you dudes out there, girlfriend-minded? Or are you marriage-minded? In today's episode, we are chatting about the Hearst new book, which explores 10 ways to know if you found the one. And they share some beautiful details and how the Lord wrote their love story. It is so precious and so encouraging, and I left this conversation better, and I pray this episode blesses you too. Well, all right, friends, let's dive right in. Enjoy! Chelsea, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful that the month of February, we get to hang out and talk about love and Jesus and (laughs) God's design and all those beautiful things. So thanks for hanging out. Of course. Thank you for having us. We are pumped to be here today. Yeah, we were just talking a little bit before uh, we we started recording and uh, it's just very apparent that, you know, you have so much joy and radiance for Christ and and I think that this is just going to be an awesome conversation. So yeah. thanks for having us today. And in Georgia, I freaked out when I saw some of your reels recently of your prayer closet. I just have to say it's so inspiring to see so much like visual, I guess, work throughout the year. It's not it's not work as in like toiling, but work as in like you and God have been sitting down together every day, you know, in that space. And so I actually listened or watched the movie War Room recently, yeah. and that sparked her closet journey. So it's going to be a really interesting year, like this being the first year that I've done that. And yeah. I loved just seeing your, uh, you know, journey with it and even cleaning your closet and all of that. So thank you Aww. for sharing that. I felt like it was really inspiring to Aww. me. Thank you for watching it and for saying all that, because that's encouraging to me, too, because, you know, like, man, it's been such a journey, but it's so tangible to just talk to him. And I think we so overcomplicate it to where, like, I just wanted to kind of share, like, hey, this is this is what I do. And it's just like talking to your father. And I think it's just really, really important to remember, because if Mm -hmm. we don't like we're so quick to forget, like we look back in the mirror and then we walk away and forget who we are. That's what scripture says. And so, man, like I'm excited for you because seriously, like faith and prayer, it moves mountains and it just, it has made me such a better person. So I'm so excited for your journey with this as well, sis. So thank you for those sweet, sweet words that like made me have a little tear in my eyeball. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, um, yeah, with like, prayer, I feel like it's such a journey of, yeah. of like even understanding like the confidence that you can have in approaching God. So I feel like having a, a place to just do that alone really takes all of the complications of way of just being able to like work out even any of the apprehension or, or you know, timidity yeah. that you might have um, <gasps> just sitting there and allowing yourself to feel it too. That's so good. But now I got to ask you, yeah. Now that we're talking about like love and marriage, but also prayer. Okay. Yeah. As you were both praying for your future spouse, obviously with spiritual maturity, it just changed as you just grew. And then once you met each other, it's like you have to pray a different way. And then engagement and marriage, like I would just love to hear about that process of like, I don't know, maybe 
your flesh kind of dying off a little bit and praying more in the spirit of like, oh, this person's real and tangible. Like, golly, like I got to protect this calling on their life and lift them up to the father. Like, what was that like? Maybe we'll start with Nick for this one. Yeah, I I think that honestly, my journey of praying for uh, my future spouse, not even knowing it was Chelsea at the time was really birthed out of a place of frustration, honestly, Mm. of just uh, relationship after relationship that didn't work out for, you know, whatever reason. I mean, I think we all have a host of reasons that, you know, one relationship or the other uh, doesn't end up working out. And so that was kind of my story a bit late high school, early college. And, uh, and I just remember one day, one specific day I was sitting in the library at uh, my college that I was going to, and I was honestly just really frustrated. I remember sitting in between classes. I had about two hours between my math class and my English 101 class. And uh, I was just reading my Bible as I always did uh, on the little sofa cushion that they had. And, uh, you know, just underlining, just noticing what popped out to me. And then, uh, you know, I closed my Bible, put it away. And I just remember praying. And uh, many of those prayers and those segments uh, of time that I had in those days were just a lot of frustration. Like, God, why, um, you know, why is this happening to me? Why is it every time that I, you know, notice someone Um, and there's mutual interest and, you know, they seem like they've really got their head on straight. Uh, why does, you know, one thing or the other pop up? Like, I really just want to have your eyes to see this and I really want to take it from your perspective. And I just remember it was so clear that God was just telling me to go into a season of singleness and don't worry and to trust him. And, uh, and I did. And so honestly, that part of it was really refreshing and easy which was a really big change of pace because uh, I had been so used to, you know, dating a girl, you know, we'd go on a few dates and it seemed like it was really clicking. And then for, you know, whatever reason uh, it would fizzle out or, you know, one of us wasn't feeling it. It was usually me who wasn't feeling it. Honestly, I was the heartbreaker in every scenario. <laughs> uh, I was always the one to, to cut it off. But uh, yeah. And I just knew in these, you know, young women who were great in their, in their own regard, nothing against any of them. There's just something that you can always, uh, sense. There's something you can always see when something is, um, worked for by human hands versus given by God. And I just knew that all of those relationships were really something that I was toiling for or that we were trying to make work, but it, you know, it was really trying to fit a square peg in a circle hole. And, um, you know, it just, it wasn't right. There was just some contention there. And so eventually that frustration just led to me, uh, just doing what God had called me to do and just going into a time of singleness. And then, you know, some events transpire and a few, a few months go by. And, uh, I remember opening up Twitter one day after I left the coffee shop, uh, on that college campus, a lot of life change on college campus for me. <laughs> And so uh, left that coffee shop one day, opened Twitter, headed to my next class. And I noticed that Chelsea had went and liked a bunch of tweets. I'd never heard of her before. She's just completely brand new on my radar. And so I went and checked out her page, watched a couple of videos, saw her testimony. And, uh, you know, I had no intentions of, of dating Chelsea or, or any of that. I was just really encouraged by her content. And I thought she was the real deal. And we've all ran into the, you know, some people in ministry who they have a great outer appearance, but they really have no inner life. And so I just could see very quick that like, that was not the case with, um, you know, this girl and, uh, just sent her a message of encouragement back that I really loved her uh, content. 
you know, I just wanted to keep doing it for the Lord. And very quickly, we both found out that one another uh, was going to Passion Conference in Atlanta, met in person there, and sparked <laughs> flew. And so, it all. yeah, went up Come to meet your, your family and started dating and never stopped. So it was really just something that God did and not something that I could do. I mean, really her just showing up on Twitter feed one day, I never had to go looking, uh, was really kind of interesting and so um, yeah. yeah it's the most it's the most weird gen z social media love story uh that that at least i know of but um it was a story that god wrote and i'm, I'm sure glad he he wrote it and continues to write it so i love it chelsea your turn high five sis yeah Tag, you're it <laughs> yeah so when it comes to prayer and like praying for my future spouse at the time, it was really funny from the age of 13 on, I was such a letters girl. I would sit and I would write letters to my future husband. And whenever I would be in a relationship before Nick, and I was like, sure that that guy was the guy I was going to marry. It was like, I would write kind of with that person in mind, but I would never title their name just in case, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's funny how God really used that time of my life, you know, all through my teen years and into my, um, like what one year into my twenties. Cause we got married when I was 21. <laughs> so I knew pretty much right off the bat when I was 19, when we got into a relationship that we were going to be married. Um, so I started pivoting my prayer letters in the direction of like, I know who you are you know, I'm praying this, this, and this over you because now I know you, you know, that sort of tone shifted. Um, but it still is so cool to see how faithful God was to even change me in the process of praying, Mm -hmm. uh, for my spouse as I was a young teen and, and just seeing that even the list I created when I was young of like all the things I wanted in a a husband, like he would chisel off the things that really didn't matter. And then highlight the things that, he knew I would need, you know, there's certain things that we think that we know about ourselves that like, oh, I need that in a relationship, but God knows our hearts and, and our inmost being so much. He, he created us. So he would, you know, kind of redirect me in some areas of like, no, this is actually more important and what you need. And so it was fun to see that list kind of come to light and then to watch some things shift and change and God would show me like, this is something that you need in a partner because he's Mm. going to, you know, magnify your uh, things that you're excellent in. And then, you know, maybe even pick up the slack and some of the things that you're a little bit more weak in. And I think that's just so beautiful. So I got to watch him really hold my hand in that process of uh, just putting things to paper because that's one of my favorite things to do is just to have like kind of like a stamp in time of how I was praying, what I was thinking. And I just have journals and journals from like, you know, really young on. So that's kind of how mine has looked. Just very tangible, <laughs> kind of like yeah. you and your prayer closet. But um, yeah, he's been so faithful to just really show me exactly what I need versus what I thought I wanted. Mm. That's so good. That's a theme I've been really meditating on too, even in my singleness. It's like, yeah, I may know what I want, but I didn't create yeah. me. Like, I don't know what I need. 
And so honestly, you're having to go back and just entrust yourself back to the father because we have this control that honestly, it's like such a daily surrender thing um, to just relinquish that control. And there's so much freedom in that. And so Nick, you kind of mentioned passion. I want to know a little (laughs) more because I know this part of the story and I just love it so much. And I just think it's such a beautiful testament to just the Lord's goodness and just speaking to his children. And so to our friends that have not heard that beautiful story, take us back to passion. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, all all roads lead to Louis Giglio somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Passion 2017. It was really early that year, January of uh, 2017. Chelsea and I had originally connected the story I was talking about, uh, where you know I noticed her pop up on my Twitter feed. That was in um, November of 2016. Mm-hmm. So only a couple of months later. And so I uh, get to Passion Conference and meet Chelsea there and uh, met her in this little burger shop in Uptown um, called Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Shout out to my ATL folk uh, if you've been there. <laughs> and so meet her and she runs up to me, gives me a big hug. And we hang out for a bit that night with some of our friends who were also there. It was honestly a pretty big group. It was probably yeah. about 20 people. And so we all get burgers and we're all chatting and hanging out and catching up and it's a really good time. And then uh, Chelsea and I, I believe, if I remember the story correct, I, I believe we um, said goodnight at that point. I think I was going back up to North Georgia to stay at that house with a buddy of mine who came. Yeah. And uh, we met the next day and we we get in the conference and it's a great time taking tons of notes. John Piper, uh, Jeremiah, two cisterns of living yeah, water. Cisterns. Never forget. <laughs> and uh, I think Francis Chan prayed for like... 57 minutes or something um so it was a great time yeah really really good time so go into the afternoon worship set we're up in the upper dome this was when the georgia dome was still the thing i can i can say that and sound like an old guy now because now (laughs) it's the benz arena but uh yeah we're in the georgia dome going to the afternoon worship set and yeah chelsea and i are just side by side worshiping and really it was it was honestly amazing it sounds fake uh every time i say it i'm just like oh man people are gonna roll their eyes at this because they no, I mean, it's very real. It, it, yeah, it, it just it just sounds fake. It just doesn't sound like it. that's a it's real thing that change. happened. Yeah, it just doesn't sound like a real thing that actually happened. But I remember I was really I actually haven't mentioned this on any podcast we've done yet because the memory um, was just like fresh to me uh, right now, as a matter of fact. But uh, yeah, we were up there worshiping and I just had a lot of anxiety around like wondering. I was like, man. I feel like God's called me into a season of singleness, but he's like put this awesome, amazing woman in my path. I wonder, wonder if, you know, any, if I should actually pursue this or I wonder, you know, if it's going to lead into anything worthwhile. And I just remember the Lord very specifically speaking to me uh, in that afternoon worship set. Don't worry. It'll happen. Those were the exact words that I, I remember the Holy Spirit telling me. And, uh, you know, the it'll happen part was you'll marry this, this woman. Yeah. And I was just blown away by that. And so Chelsea, I remember, uh, she was right next to me on my left side. She covered her mouth just like in shock, shock. stop singing and then sat down. And I don't know if she prayed or cried or whatever, but, um, yeah, I was just like, I, I was blown away. I remember looking at the stage set and, uh, I just like held my mouth open. I was like, can I share what? what? 
he shared with me. Of course. Yeah. So in that same exact moment, I was worshiping and heard the Lord download in my heart and mind at the same time, like you're standing right next to your future husband. And so that's where the shock came from. That's where the sitting down came from and just being in awe. But at the same time, when you get told something like that for somebody you are just now getting to know, it's kind of like you're working backwards. Like if you have a promise over a relationship that you really, really are excited about, um, but you don't necessarily know where to go from there. Like, okay, great. I'm standing next to my future husband. That's amazing. But God, where do I go from here? (laughs) So when he was looking at me and I had that reaction, it was just like really a big confirmation moment for him to tell us at the exact same time, especially given that both of us had a past history of if we didn't have peace or felt you know, right about a relationship, we would break up with them. So we both were the type of people that would always be like, no, cut it off. No, cut it off. Um, And for God to just like very specifically tell us, this is what I want for you. uh, And you don't have to worry about trying to figure it out. um, That was such a blessing for us. And so, yeah, the the funny part in all of this is that I had really sensed that God wanted me to be single for quite a while. I've, I've mentioned that a couple of times. Chelsea had just come out of a relationship in which she, um, I, th- I think he was a, a fine guy. I talked mm-hmm. to him a oh, time or two. I was, you know, seemingly pretty good guy. And uh, Chelsea, for whatever reason, just uh, didn't feel it was right. So she actually moved home and um, left California where she was in college. And, uh, Came back home to the St. Louis area and broke things off with the yeah. guy. And so you were going through a, a phase of healing from that and just wanting to be single. And so it was really remarkable how God had both, um, you know, he specifically called each of us to a time of singleness. And then when the timing was right, he orchestrated everything for us to come together at the right place at the right time in the right moment mm-hmm. and then speak to us mm-hmm. both at the exact same moment and give us mutual confirmation mm-hmm. And it wasn't weird. It wasn't like uh, the strange kid at youth group who's like, God told me that you're my wife. It's like, well, he didn't tell me that. You know, it, it, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, it I've was had really. That happen. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. kind of scared me, honestly. Yeah. I remember crying and being like, no, God, like what? Like, I Why was would like, you punish me? Like no, this? I was so confused. So I love that the Lord spoke to both of you because there's clarity in that and mm-hmm. there's confirmation in that. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, thank you for sharing all that. I mean, it's so yeah. sweet. Yeah, It's just the sweetest thing. And so with this book, I love that it's called Marriage Minded because that's what it's all about. It was never this, mm-hmm. oh, we should just date and like, not have the end goal in mind because like in the Bible, like dating is not even a biblical principle. And so we we highlight something in our culture that and we make it such an idol of like dating and dating right and all that. And I do think we should. Right. But having it as marriage minded, like that's the whole goal is to represent truly his love for the church. And so, first of all, love the title and then your (laughs) tagline, 10 ways, you know, hold on. I don't want to mess it up because that would be sad. <laughs> Ten <laughs> ways to know if you found the one. So, like, why, why this? Why, why did you find these ten ways? Why is the book broken down this way? I would love to know all the things. Yeah. So, we loved the title as well. We were worried that somebody had already taken it, but thank God there, there was a. Oh wow. You know, 
such a, I think, a grace over it. There was just some ideas, I think, that we had before we had even really gotten married. We were going through different resources in the engagement season of, okay, this is what we need to prepare for. These are the conversations we need to have. These are the couples that we need to meet with. And, you know, we were like really serious about just starting off on a really great foundation. Um, And honestly, our engagement season was hard in a lot of ways because we had a lot of conversations come up to the surface where we felt like we were dealing with them before we stepped into a marriage where Mm -hmm. I think a lot of couples don't prepare enough. And then they end up having these conversations like years later. Um, So we wanted with all of that in mind to be able to create a resource where our generation, like the people who are immersed in technology, know what it's like to even have a relationship start on Twitter or something similar, um, feel seen and known, but also with the biblical principles of like 10 biblical ways to know that you are like on the path that God has for you in your relationship and your life um, while you're dating or engaged or whatever the case. Uh, I think even our book is helpful for newly married Uh, people because there's a lot of like conversation prompts that you can have uh, that will lead to greater intimacy. And so uh, the 10 10 ways to know that you've found the one, we never wanted people to feel like, oh, this is just one person in the entire world and you're like on a search just to find them. But it's really like 10 ways to know that you found somebody that is fit for you and aligned in the direction that you both are, you know, headed in, in, in Christ. And so I think one thing that we just loved was being able to go back and forth and Nick would write a chapter, then I would write a chapter. Mm -hmm. And I was more of like the heart and the the soul and like, you know, let's get to the heart of the matter. And then Nick was like, what are the practicals? What are the um, necessary steps that we need to take? Mm -hmm. But merging the two has been a really beautiful uh, process because both are necessary. Yeah. It it hits heart, soul, and mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like a resource that we wish that we had because there was a lot of great, incredible older couples that have written amazing books and they're so necessary to prepare you for marriage. But we thought about that little gap where it's like, what if you're single or you're in a serious dating relationship and you just aren't sure, you know, there's so many, Mm -hmm. um, you know, moments before where you're asking yourself really serious questions of this guy is great or this girl is great, but there are certain things that I think they need to work through or I need to work through. And like, how do we do that? And is this normal? And Mm -hmm. how how do we move forward? Yeah. And and one thing, you know, that would really irritate me a lot is that people would often say, uh, you know, they'd make these little Facebook posts and they'd make these tweets and stuff. And it would say something along the lines of um, don't focus on finding the right person, focus on becoming the right person for someone else. And I get the sentiment in that. And I don't disagree with that statement, truth be known. But uh, what they don't often tell you is like how to become the right person. And a lot of a lot of that is, uh, you know, biblical formation and, um, you know, a lot of work in the inner self. And I think I think everybody pretty much understands that. But there's some practicals there, too. Like, you're wanting to date a girl and you're $58,000 in college and credit card debt. Like that, that's a problem. That's a conversation you're going to have to have. And work through. Something you, got you have, yeah, you have poor, you have poor money management. Yeah. 
you need to talk about that. Come on. You don't know how to communicate with people. You don't know how to have open dialogue. You don't have, you don't know how to have someone disagree with you and you're not get offended. Wow. Good luck dating. You know, that's a, that's an issue. You're going to have to work through that. And so like you reading Proverbs and everything is great and all, and God is going to obviously work in your heart and change you and change your mind on things. And like you understanding Christ's love for you. That's all that. I think that's the most important thing, but there really is some stuff that you got to work through. And so one of my points of contention when I was reading a lot of this literature, uh, and by the way, I don't bash, you will never hear me bash any author nor any book when it comes to engagement, premarital, um, dating, engagement, or even marriage, anything like that. Like we need these older people with experience who have the PhDs, who are the relational psychologists and um, sociologists. And like, we need those people to write this literature because it's so helpful uh, for those of us who are like walking down that path. But there, sometimes I notice that it goes too far in one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. It's like either too brainiac. It's like you're, you're, you're speaking in words and phrases that I can't even understand or know what to do with, or you're so like deep in the prophetic and the emotional and the heart and like what is god like is this like lofty idea of like discerning what the spirit is saying and for me i'm just kind of somewhere in the middle i appreciate like all the the you know depthful conversations around emotions in the heart and also the depthful conversations around the mind and like uh common sense and so i was like man i bet it wouldn't be that hard to merge the two And so that's really what we strive to do is take the common sense of scripture and take the heart work of scripture that needs to happen and really combine it and and make Mm -hmm. one resource uh, out of that. And I hope my my hope for readers is that it is the most practical, easy to understand and easy to implement like right now today book that they have ever read in their whole life. Mm. Uh, I did not want to write something theoretical or uh, anything like that. I mean, I really wanted to make it, we really wanted to make it on the ground, accessible, like hand on your shoulder. We're in it with you. Uh, That was really the tone that we wanted to come from. And uh, I I think we did a pretty good job. (laughs) If I do say so myself. I can't wait to read it. I really am so excited. And I'm so grateful that you as the man are saying all these things like, get yourself out of debt, like be able to look people in the eye, like be a man, like be who God's called you to be. Like, come on, brother. Like, it's like that pat on the back of like, dude, come on, seriously. And then you got Chelsea over here. That's like, I got the heart. Like, I love that. But, but that's God's design. Like for women too, is to like Mm -hmm. fully love being a woman and that heart that he gave you is on purpose. And so he, he gave y'all each other toward together towards Christ Jesus and then encourage all of us along the way. So I'm like, let's go. And so Chelsea, I want to hear one of the things that you have on like the heart side of things too. Yeah, definitely. So I think just really quickly, one of my favorite chapters that I got to write was on emotional health and mm. um, even just emotional intelligence So there's not a whole lot of talk, I think, around like maturity and like if your partner, the person that you're pursuing Christ with, like if they are actually a learner, like if they're willing to listen and understand you and it's not cutting you off when you speak, like just truly somebody who wants to like work together and so I loved being able to write that chapter and and letting people know that 
even growing in that area of like emotional intelligence, it starts with awareness of like, oh, this is an area that can't grow. It's not something that I'm like set in place at this level whenever I'm born or hit adulthood. It's like, no, you can challenge yourself in this area. And Nick even remembers when he first started becoming a more intentional listener. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's such a huge testament of we are always growing and always learning. And Proverbs even talks about like being a really great listener and not being somebody who's quick to speak. And so I think that was one of my favorite chapters to write kind of like on the heart and emotions. Yeah. I love that. I am so excited to read this. And so for just one final thing to encourage maybe our single friends that are listening of like, dang, like I'm, I'm like you, Nick, I'm so frustrated in like this journey and this process or, or like you, Chelsea, of just getting out of something. It's like, ah, what encouragement would you have to our young adults in their relationships or just trying to find that future spouse? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'm trying to take myself I'm it's pretty loaded. I don't, I don't think it's super loaded on okay, to be honest good. with you. Um, I'm just trying to take myself back to that place mm-hmm. and remember how those of you who are in that single state right now feel. Because mm. I don't I don't want to give you like a scripted answer. Um, yeah, I, I, I can share how yeah, I felt too. Well, I, I think I I think I remember your frustration. I, I really do. I remember how irritated i think i felt a lot of the time and if i was if i was going to encourage you in anything i think i would say yeah i think i would say to uh develop develop as a man or as a woman now rather than later deal with the major issues that you've been ignoring for a long time in your life now and don't do it later don't drag somebody along uh, or wait for somebody to come along that you can drag along the journey with you um deal with that stuff now get proactive now um lean into learning how to pray now uh, lean into knowing your bible now and then what you're going to find is that your lens that you view life through is going to bend to is going to begin to massively recalibrate and the way that you look at a potential man or woman to potentially spend your life with, that is also going to change. And I think that uh, the reason relationships maybe haven't worked out or that you haven't uh, been in a successful relationship to date yet is because God may not be done recalibrating the lens of the way that you need to view life and relationship through. Uh, but he is going to continue doing that work as you're faithful to trust and follow him. And uh, in due season, he will present that person in front of you. And listen, I have tried to, by the toil of my hands, forge the right relationship and make it work. And I'm telling you, you cannot do it. It is impossible. Uh, Wait on the Lord, but in your waiting, be faithful to doing the hard things and do them the right way. That's yeah. Good. And I'll just say something really quick, Georgia. Um, I didn't recognize whenever I was single, just how much like mindset shifts I would have to have in marriage as far as even the way that I was raised in childhood. Some things were so uh, ingrained in me from childhood that could have even been viewed as like trauma. Um, and I would just challenge everyone who is single uh, to just know that like it's such a sweet time to be able to even evaluate 
all the things that you've, you've learned and you were raised up in and work it through maybe with a counselor or, or some sort of life coach or somebody, um, to just like walk through, like, are you viewing yourself the way that God truly views you? And that is a healing journey. And I think it's beautiful. Um, and to the one who's just gone through a breakup, you are so seen. Um, and God is just so with you in the moment. I remember hearing from God in a church service that I was supposed to break up with the guy before I met Nick. And so it was very healing for him to hear him say, you're going to break up with this guy, but you're going to marry this guy in the same setting. Healing for you. Very healing for me. Mm -hmm. Yes. You said him. Very healing for him. Oh, my bad. (laughs) For me. And then just one quick tidbit, 10 seconds. Uh, Don't stop. Well, don't, not don't, but stop. Stop making relationships an idol. They're not Uh going to fix you. They're not going to complete you. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not going to fix all your baggage and all your junk. A relationship will only magnify what is currently in your life and in your heart. So if you got a bunch of junk and a lot of baggage and a lot of regret and hurt and past mistakes and all that stuff that you need to work through, I would say it's much easier and much more um, uh, approachable to healing to deal with it now as a single person. Singleness is yeah. a gift. Singleness yes, needs to stop being viewed as a curse and as a disease. It's not a disease. It's not a curse. It's a gift to uh, be intimate with the Lord in that time. And so... Um, yeah, I would just say don't don't make the mistake of making it an idol. Yeah. Oh, well, y'all, anywhere books are sold, get Marriage Minded by Chelsea and Nick Hurst. They're incredible. We love them. Friends, seriously, thank you. This was so good and practical and tangible. And I can't wait to read all of these 10, 10 things. Like, I'm ready for it. I need it. It's going to be challenging, convicting, and also comforting because it's all about our Lord. And we love you guys so much. So thanks for joining Thank you, George. Thanks for having us on. We've loved this. Yeah, we appreciate it. Y'all are the best. See you next time. Y'all, thank you so much for joining me in this sweet conversation with Chelsea and Nick. I am so grateful for this resource that they have created for us for such a time as this. I'm so grateful the Lord placed it on their hearts. And this conversation today was so real and so honest. I'm just really grateful that they shared a little bit of their time with us today. And so thank you, friend, for taking time out of your precious day to spend some time with us. It was so special, and I cherish our time together. So also, their wedding video is one of my favorite favorite videos of all time. So in the show notes, I have linked it as well. If you just take a few minutes to watch it, I know you will be inspired. It is so beautiful to just wait on the Lord, truly. And waiting does not mean not doing anything. It means still worshiping Him and working in the area right where God has you planted. He's got you planted in a garden right now. So bloom, friend. It's time to bloom. And like Nick said, to do the hard work now. That's such a beautiful thing. And so I'm glad that we're in this together, friend. (laughs) It is such a beautiful journey. And so before we go, I would love to pray over you today. Lord God. Thank you so much for this beautiful day and for this time and space that we can gather together to share this conversation with Chelsea and Nick. God, I thank you for the calling that you've placed upon their lives and the way that they are stewarding it and honoring you in all that they do. God, I pray that this book, Marriage Minded, would reach the nations and that it would bless this generation and truly inspire healthy marriages, healthy people, and just the most beautiful reflection of your kingdom, God on earth as it is in heaven. 
That is our prayer, God. And so I thank you for my friends that joined us in this conversation. And I pray that they would do the, the good, hard, and holy work with you, Lord. That they would lean into the Holy Spirit, hearing your voice. And I just thank you that you're taking things out of us and putting things in us that, you know, more reflect you. So God, I just pray a hedge of protection over my friends. That they would look to you in all things, in their singleness, in their marriage, in their relationships, in their heartache, in their frustration, in their joy, God. Knowing that in you, Lord, we lack no good thing. So I just pray that they would seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, knowing that all of these things will be added unto them, as Matthew 6.33 says, Lord. And so, God, I just thank you that we can dwell in the shelter of the Almighty all the days of our lives. And so, Lord... For us single people, God, we just lift up those kingdom spouses, the the men and the women out there that you are going to yoke us up with when your perfect timing comes to pass. So God, may we not work with our own hands, but as Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. So God, may we wait on you and may we worship and work wholeheartedly in the waiting. God, I thank you for healing. By the power of your Holy Spirit, I just thank you for your goodness and your mercies that you are doing today in the earth. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and we bless you. You are so good, God. And so we thank you for this day. And God, just bless my friends until we meet again. Protect them and uphold them in your righteous right hand. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, friends, thank you for your time. I love you so much. You're so important to me. And do not forget that there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important. I'll see you next week.